This is the Kincaid and Breckenridge Show highlight podcast uh, for February the 17th. Ezra Levant came on the program at 10 this morning and uh, talked about the situation with a couple of the rebel media reporters who were uh, kicked out of the lockup from the royalty review. This happened back in January, and it's causing quite a stir in the province now. Today, uh, the province admitted that they've made some mistakes and uh, say that uh, no one will be banned from any further news events put on by the NDP government. Uh, so we talked to Ezra for half an hour, then we took your phone calls. So you can listen to Kincaid and Breckenridge Monday to Friday, 930 to 1230 on News Talk 770. provocative. Kincaid and Breckenridge. Roger and Rob want to hear from you. 974-8255. That's 974-TALK. Or text them at 770-770. Roger Kincaid, Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770. Calgary's hey. breaking news and conversation station. That's us. Calgary's breaking news and conversation station, and this is the conversation part of things. Uh, and we, we need to have the talk about this. This is important. At 10.30 this morning, I'm going to open up the phones. You're going to get to hear from Ezra Levant for the next 15 or so. I've got him on hold. I just want to get to a few text messages uh, before we get to, to Ezra, the rebel commander, as it is. Um, because, look, we can get the, the players involved, okay? We can get Ezra on the phone, and I'm sure if Rachel Notley would do an interview, we can get her on the phone, too. And we can talk about what's going on here and what's at stake and what's at play. But it's your phone calls that are the record here, that need to be on record here. We have this thing on the website called the Audio Vault. And what you want to have happen with the 10.30 to 11 o'clock segment is to be able to email your NDP MLA, like this guy down in Calgary, Shaw, who said, hey, the room is full. We're just doing what we can. You want to be able to email your NDP MLA a link to what Albertans were saying about this, depending on what side you're on. I mean, we want to hear from everybody. This is a very important philosophical conversation. So if you support the Notley government, barring certain members of the media from the the lockup, if you support them, I want to hear from you. I want to hear why. Call up, say, hey, here's here's the deal. Here's why that decision was right. If If you're opposed, if you think that this is... A disgrace. I want to hear from you, too. 974-8255. We're going to open the phones at uh, 1030. Here's a couple of texts. Uh, one says, I follow far left and far right media. The truth is often in the middle, but blocking these guys from the ledge is BS. Someone else texts, so much for freedom of the press. I don't know if you can go that far. Uh, nothing prevented the rebel.media from publishing this story. Freedom of the press would be to make sure they're silenced. You know, that would be uh, trampling the freedom of the press. They, they, they were allowed to write about this. They are allowed to, to report and opine. Shows that, hey, maybe freedom of the press is uh, one of the last things we're hanging on to. Uh, keep in mind, though, another text. Keep in mind, though, that as a media consumer, I'm smart enough to see and call out exaggeration and misinformation, although still confused on whether uh, uh, that's uh, an aside to a current event story. Um, but the, the point is... Smart enough to see and call it exaggeration and misinformation. I like to think I am too, but I'm afraid that I live in a world where maybe not everybody is. All right, Ezra's been on hold long enough. Ezra, how are you? Oh, I'm great. I got to tell you, first of all, thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, I got to tell you, in the last five minutes, um, the government of Alberta has put out a news release uh, surrendering. Uh, they quit the fight. They uh, Can I read it to you? It's, uh, it's very quick. It's just... Uh, it's just one line. 
we've heard a lot of feedback from Albertans and media over the course of the last two days, and it's clear we made a mistake. The government has appointed former Western Canadian Bureau Chief for Canadian Press, Heather Boyd, to consult and give us recommendations on what the government's media policy should be. In the meantime, no one will be excluded from government media events, unquote. So uh, they blinked. I don't think the NDP has ever used the word, we made a mistake before. I think we should all take a selfie of this moment. Where were you (laughs) when Rachel Notley said she made a mistake? Because we may never see this again in our lives. So the NDP made a mistake, and they admitted it. They make mistakes every day, but the news today is they admitted it. So there you go. I'd like to thank your viewers and your listeners, I mean, for being on the side of freedom of speech and for telling the NDP the censorship is not an Albertan value. Okay, well, let, let's 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 dissect that a little bit here because I've never once made this out to be a freedom of speech or freedom of the press argument. This is a this is about access to specifically a lockup, and, and I made the argument in the last segment, Ezra. And I want to get your thoughts on this that you weren't prevented. The, the rebel media and Sheila Gunn-Reed wasn't prevented from getting the information. You were just prevented from getting it at the same time as the rest of the media. So you would have been no, handicapped to the embargo, but that's, you still would have gotten the full royalty review. Yeah. Um, for example, on February 3rd, when Justin Trudeau uh, was having a joint press conference at the legislature, we were not permitted in. So we could not film it. We could not hear what was said. I guess later on we could watch TV and see what other people said and say, oh, yeah, well, the other guy said this happened, but we would not have the rights to the footage. So basically we were being banned from being journalists in public places. Look, the NDP has every right to kick us out of political party events that they own and control, just the same way as they have the right to keep us out of their personal home, let's say. But the legislature is not owned by any political party. And... This technical briefing at the Oil Royalty Review, it's not an NDP event. It is a government briefing. And to discriminate against the rebel because we're conservative is unlawful. The government does not have the power in a free society to say who is or isn't a journalist, who can or can't report on things. They may call us bad journalists or mean journalists, or they can call us any name they want, but in a free country, and Alberta is still free, they don't get to choose who is or isn't a journalist. Full stop. And today, this is the miracle. This is the miracle of February 17th, as it will become known. Rachel Notley admitted she made a mistake. Um, okay, let, let me let me ask you something about about what you just said, though. I mean, I made the point this morning on the morning news with Bruce Kenyon that, that the NDP position should have been you guys are terrible. You're horrible writers. Your 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 journalism is yellow and it's crap. It's garbage. It's utter BS. Now come on into the lockup. Exactly. <laughs> is that yeah, that's, exactly. that's how you feel? Yeah. Well, listen. I'm. I like to dish it out. I can take it. Someone doesn't like what I have to say. That's fine. I mean, the proof of the pudding is in the tasting. Sheila Gunn Reed. I mean, listen. I'm talking to you on the phone because I enjoy coming on your show. And but the real hero of this story is Sheila Gunn-Reed, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with her because she's sort of new on the scene. She's a mom of three from Fort Saskatchewan who decided to get active. She's got one foot in farming. That's where her family's from, and her husband works in oil and gas, so she knows these two issues. So she's been traveling around the province, filming things, reporting things, and imagine you're a full-time reporter, and you show up to the legislature, and literally an armed sheriff kicks you out, and you say, why? Darcy Henton, the uh, chief of the press gallery, said, I'm fine. No, get an armed sheriff 
tells a 110-pound <laughs> woman, get out. Right. But are you going to have an unarmed sheriff, though? I mean, I get the no, point but, you're making. that It's that it's why, a sheriff that, knocked her out, not, well, a, not an well, armed sheriff. Well, but is that is that why we have armed security at the legislature, to keep out pesky 110-pound gals who ask tough questions? Is that why we have security? I thought security was to keep <laughs> politicians safe from terrorist attacks or, or people with guns, not people who shoot film. Well, you're, certainly, that, yeah, you're not going to get an argument out of me on this one. But, you know, as and they had the Department of Justice. One more thing. Yeah. They had the Department of Justice write a letter. And, and if people think I'm exaggerating, we've got a website with all these documents on it, with, the, with our lawyer's letter to the government, with the government's letter to us, with a video of this armed sheriff saying, get out. You can see it all at notlyisabully.ca, and you will see a most incredible letter from the Department of Justice saying that not only is the rebel not allowed to <laughs> – is not a journal, uh, journalistic organization, but no one, quote, connected to us. So I guess that means, you know, my cousin, my mechanic, <laughs> ex-girlfriends, no one connected to us is allowed in on government property? Oh, See, Rachel Notley. Well, is it on government property or is it, or is it in the lockup? Well, we weren't even allowed into the rotunda right. of the legislature. That could there be a more public place than the rotunda of the people's assembly? It's called the Legislative Assembly of Alberta, not the Legislative Assembly of Rachel Notley and her friends. <laughs> so, Ezra, and, here, here, here's the question though that, that that you've 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 alluded to here for a second. You've got a website called NotleyIsABully.ca, correct? Exactly. So now this is this is well, this is different though than most media outlets because that would effectively be a campaign, uh, presumably to profit the Rebel Dot Media. And, and we just an don't. Opinion journalist, well, don't you? yeah, you're, we I, are. But listen, yeah. I, let me ask and the you, question, and you Ezra. Make money through ads. Ezra, stuff, let right? me ask the question here. I actually make money from your ads from time to time. But let me ask yeah, the question here, it. because you've got you've got these opinion pieces and you've got these uh, uh, these activist websites and these activist campaigns that really yeah. separate you from other media in the country. So oh, is there anything really? to suggest that maybe that was fair play? You ever watch the CBC? I do from time think, to time. <laughs> yeah, maybe they're just a little pitch on the anti oil and gas side. David Suzuki, 40 year career at the taxpayers teat, dumping on oil and gas, attacking pipelines. You don't think he's an opinion journalist? Well, now, or- but this is not a – now, hang on a second, because there's a, there's a difference here, and, and I know what you're saying, and I side with you, but I do the exact same thing here, and the difference is that we have an editorial wing of News Talk yeah. 770. I'm allowed to say whatever I want, and if I get fired, then I get to try to remedy that yeah, through the courts. Too. But, but there's a like difference, you. though. Yeah, no, but hang on a second, because there's a difference between you publishing an article that says, Rachel Notley's a bully, look what she did, and starting a website, Notley is a bully, here, send us some money, we're mounting a, a defense. Well, and here's the difference, is that we wrote a letter to Rachel Nolly, written by a very senior, respectable lawyer in Emerson, saying, what you are doing against our reporters is illegal. It's against the Constitution, freedom of the press. Please reconsider this and get back to us at the end of the week. We don't want to sue. You're breaking the law. You should know it. We're not looking for a fight. Mend your ways and get back to us on Friday. Friday came. And the Department of Justice said, you're banned. So what are you going to do? Well, if I was the CBC, I'd have a billion dollars a year given to me by taxpayers. If I was McLean's magazine, I have $1.5 million a year given to me by taxpayers. If I was, you know, but I'm not those things. I'm a grassroots news network. So how do we raise money to hire a lawyer to fight the bully? Well, we ask our 
individual viewers to chip in five, ten, a hundred bucks. That's how we do it. That's freedom. Right. I mean, I don't have a gazillion dollars to sue Rachel Notley. She's got all the taxpayers' money. She's got hundreds of government lawyers to fight us. Um, this is a David and Goliath situation. And so I said, hey, Albertans, if you believe in freedom of the press, and I know you do, help me fight these bullies. And you know what's incredible here is that Goliath just blinked. The bully just blinked. Now, she hasn't said sorry or I made a mistake in her own words. Maybe this was written for her by some spin doctor. It'll be interesting to see if Rachel Notley can actually say the words, I made a mistake. I don't expect her to say, I'm sorry. I don't think that's in <laughs> But look, this is a victory for you and me. Well, no, I, you're a mouthy guy. Yeah, you're a mouthy guy. Thank you very much. And, and it's been pointed out to me off. by your fans that I'm a mouthy guy, and they don't like that. <laughs> one of these days, you're going to tick off a government person. Nahid Nenshi, maybe. Well, Ezra, listen, you and I have both been on the wrong side of, of Rachel Notley in this regard. When she stiffed us on an interview during the election, it was obvious why, and, and, and uh, we, we got on her bad side that way. She's been on this program once since. I, I wish I was here for it. But I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what. There's a question here about uh, what, what constitutes a journalist, and, and I want to address it with you because, you know, you, you started this, this interview by spiking the football. You, you claimed victory and, and this press release that went out that said, hey, we made a mistake. We shouldn't be banning certain media outlets. But this conversation has has gotten down to to, to we the unwashed mass, masses about what exactly a journalist is, and there's this legitimate question about who should be allowed into the lockup. So how do yeah. we decide? Well, um, journalism is not like being a doctor or you know being an engineer, where it's a profession that if you do the wrong thing as an engineer, a building crumbles down, or if you do the wrong thing as a doctor, you kill someone. Those professions, you have to take exams, there's professional bodies, you have to have insurance, there's standards, you can be drummed out of the profession if you do something wrong. Those are real professions, and I accept there's a place for them. But journalism, all that means is you write about the world as the world passes. There's no, I mean, I guess, do you know how to spell, but you know, I see typos in newspapers every day. Journalism is not a real profession. Journalism is what you do. And we do journalism every day. And Sheila Gunn-Reed does journalism every day. And she does great journalism. And I know this because she's extremely popular. Did you know that her book called The Destroyers on Rachel Notley and the NDP literally hit number one mm -hmm. on Amazon.ca? Mm -hmm. It was only knocked off the number one spot by Harry Potter. So... You can say, oh, you're not a real author because you're not, you didn't go to fancy author school. Well, she wrote a best-selling book. Well, you're not a real journalist because you, your opinions are too strong. And you call Rachel Notley a bully. Yeah, that's called opinion journalism, and Alberta seems to need it right now. So now, we don't have a cartel. We don't keep <clears throat> out competitors from journalism. Yeah. It's technologically impossible these days, and it's morally impossible. Imagine a government who can pick and choose who gets to cover them. That is Venezuela style, not Alberta style. Have we seen that on the other side, though? You know, I, d I discussed it with uh, with Justin Ling uh, from Vice News just prior to you coming on the air. And in the interest of trying to add some context to this debate, because I, I pointed out, and surely you see this as I do, that there are progressives who love the fact that you have been banned uh, or that you were kicked out of that lockup. Meanwhile, at the same time, there were uh, conservatives who were thrilled that members of the media party weren't allowed to ask questions of the conservative government. Well, listen, it's a very different thing on a political party's campaign trail whose questions you ask than 
if a government says you are not allowed in any public building, any public event, and no one connected with you, and we're sending this letter out on Department of Justice stationery and enforcing it with armed sheriffs. You see the difference? Uh, I, I'm not here to defend Stephen Harper, yeah. who he does or doesn't talk to on his campaign plane, paid for by party money. He paid a... Oh, by journalists, price. right? Paid for by journalists. They pay their way onto those planes. Yeah. Now, and I'm not looking to get into the NDP campaign bus. I'm not looking to get into an NDP Christmas party. I'm saying Sheila Gunn-Reed has every right to go into the legislature of Alberta. And instead, she was told by security she was on a, quote, no-go list. Only because she's conservative. That is a degree of government censorship that has not been seen in Canada since Bible Bill Eberhardt in the 30s passed a series of laws, including one that commandeered newspaper editorial pages that forced them to run government press releases next to their official editorials. I think Rachel Notley needs to study Alberta's history of the last time we had an authoritarian bully premier who didn't like press that criticized her and what happened when they tried to muscle them. This was an outrageous... And hiring a Department of Justice lawyer are you serious? <laughs> All right. As we're, uh, we're out of time, uh, thank you so much for, for being with us today. I appreciate it. My Con- pleasure. Congratulations. Congratulations, by thank the way, you. on well, your anniversary. Congratulations to Albertans. This, is, this is, feels like a victory for me. No, no I'm congratulating you on, your, on the anniversary of the Rebel.media. Oh, I didn't hear that part. Well, thank you for that, too. Thank you for that, <laughs> right. too. Take this care. a win for all Albertans. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's Ezra Levant, uh, Rebel Commander of the Rebel.media. Uh, we're going to take a pause right here. A lot of text messages came in during that segment at 770-770. And uh, we've got a phone waiting for you to burn up as well, 974-8255. This is Kincaid and Breckenridge on News Talk 770. All right, 974-8255, that's the phone number, 974-TALK. You can also reach us by text at 770-770. And a lot of people are texting in. Now, we've heard from a couple different stakeholders in the journalism game here in, uh, in in this beautiful country we call Alberta. <clears throat> yeah, I said that. Um, we heard from Justin Ling from Vice News, um, who in the eyes of some people is not a real journalist because he uses colloquial language, which is to say curse words from time to time in his reporting, and because he reports uh, for a style of people who want to read uh, that type of journalism. Now, that's the exact same thing you could say about the last guy I talked to, Ezra Levant, whose business card says Rebel Commander, by the way. That's why I call him that. Um, look, Ezra does the news in a particular slant. And he just came on the radio for 15 minutes and admitted as such. He never once said, oh, we shoot it straight down the middle. We give Albertans the unvarnished truth and we let them decide what to do with it. He never said that. Ezra Levant knows he's in the game of presenting conservative news to a conservative audience. So, I mean, like, you know, it's not like the Wizard of Oz, you know, don't look behind the curtain. You pull back the curtain on the rebel, there's Ezra there going, hi, how you doing? I'm back here behind the curtain. So I don't think there's anything shocking or stunning that's really developed here today. But the question comes back to this fundamental question about the kind of country that you want to have. All right. It's pretty clear. And I, I, I don't think anybody could make the argument. I would love to hear it. I would challenge it. I'll put it out there. And anybody could make the argument that the government of the day should decide who gets to report. Can you imagine that? 
if the premier was watching the lineup of people come in and said, uh, you, 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 not you, not you, I don't like what you wrote last week, you, 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 not you, you want an example of this? On the right? Do you remember that time that we had Brian Jean and Derek Fildebrandt from the Wild Rose Party, and Derek said he wouldn't take a question from a Globe and Mail journalist? Was he punishing her? Was he, he was just displeased with her. It was a huge mistake. We hammered on him then. Listen, we're hammering on the premier now for saying, I don't like certain media in this country. I don't want to give them access to my stuff. Now, Ezra made a lot of that argument as well about uh, access to the, the rotunda in the ledge, the public building. It's, it's odd. It's very, very ironic. And Ezra makes a great point here that Rachel Notley took great strides to get those front doors unlocked so that Albertans could once again walk through the front doors of their public assembly, except for one or two. <laughs> uh, let's let's get to some phones here. We've got some short time before the news to 1030, uh, but then just wall-to-wall phone calls after the news to 1030. Uh, this is uh, Bo on line one. Hi, Bo. Thanks for phoning in. Hey, man. Thanks for taking my call here. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I'll be really brief here. Um, I wonder, you said about, uh, we're talking about objectivity and subjectivity and is the, you know, like, let, let me say this. I think the fix is already on with mainstream re, uh, media. The reason I say that is that if it wasn't for Ezra and formerly the Sun News Network and now the Rebel, here's two stories that were. It's just incomprehensible that they weren't touched by the Herald, CTV, CBC, or anything. Calgarians 2014, July 14, July 2014, um, there's a protest on City Hall. Jewish people are beat up by pro-Palestinian people and hospitalized. What was the second Um, one? And the second one was in Montreal. This is along the lines of a mild case, and I hate to use the word mild, of a Paul Bernardo or Luke Magnato, uh, a Muslim immigrant named Walid Shahoub. Right. With, the, uh, with all the sex slaves or whatever it was, yeah. right? Yeah. So here, here's here's the comprehension. First of all, that's a Montreal news story, um, and so you, you you could understand how it doesn't make it into Calgary newspapers if you're just looking for comprehension. I understand that's salacious and interesting to some people, but if you're the editor of a Calgary newspaper, you look at the Montreal story and say, well, maybe, maybe not. Similarly, not in the Calgary newspapers today is the story about the Christian Sunday school teacher at the Wesley uh, the Wesleyan Church in Ottawa who trafficked uh, or is alleged to rather to have trafficked a 15 year old girl. So, so like, you know, if you're trying to comprehend why certain news doesn't make it into the paper, that's fine. Now, as for the violence that erupted at that uh, 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 protest or assembly, if you will, on City Hall, yeah, listen, maybe some of that reporting was bungled. Who am I to say? I don't know all the details of it, and, and I know that I've gotten it wrong in the past, too. But I think that people want to hold that up as, look, this is what journalism does. It oppresses certain groups, and it doesn't, uh, and it elevates other groups, when the reality is, look, maybe you just had a, a reporter who, who missed that point and didn't think it was that pertinent, and all of a sudden that's a firestorm for uh, some other people. Well, yeah, I just thought that, uh, you know what, I've, I was raised in Alberta. The only time I can remember vaguely a public protest kind of went violent is when I was very young, and Peter Pocklington wouldn't give the Ukrainian workers a 50-cent raise, and the scab workers, as they called them, they were throwing rocks or hitting the buses with sticks. Right. I've never heard of a public protest where Albertans were hospitalized. Uh, that's why I thought, man, of all the things you discuss in the news, like green trails or bike trails, green <laughs> issues, my God, I thought at least the mayor of Calgary at least could have made a comment how deplorable that behavior was. Oh, he did. You know, and in closing, it, it's almost like the left-wing media reminds me of a show I used to love, produced in Calgary as a kid, 
It was called uh, Stampede Wrestling. Thank <laughs> okay. you for taking my call. Absolutely, Bo. Sorry to cut you off, but the news to 1030 is next. We'll continue with your phone calls afterwards. Kincaid and Breckenridge on News Talk 770. This is the new R&R. Roger and Ron. Kincaid and Breckenridge on News Talk 770. Hey, welcome back. I'm Roger. Rob is off this week. The... I want an investigation into the otter that died in the pants at the zoo. Uh, Just as an aside, I'm kind of stunned to hear that. I promise you a full-scale investigation into these pants. Um, Interesting text messages coming in. Uh, This one says, Ezra is Canadian citizen number one on my list. Thank you very much for texting 77770. Uh, Right behind it, I take the rebel media stories with a grain of salt, but does Notley not realize, he actually put Nutley, not realize there was a lot of people that had no idea who the rebel is. They will all listen now. That's a win for the rebel and for Albertans. It's interesting that a year into this enterprise, they finally have their cause. And uh, Jason Markusoff in McLean's Magazine points out that there were other questionable journalists allowed into that lockup, allowed to remain in that lockup. They removed, they removed the rebel media personnel, but they let something called Green Energy Futures? Yeah, me neither. Never heard of it. They let them stay, and they've got Pembina backing. So let's have a little consistency across the board here. Uh, let's see what uh, Steve has to say. Hi, Steve. Hi. Uh, first off, I'm glad to hear that the, the government did change their mind. <clears throat> uh, it, it, it's to go back to what Ezra you said know, earlier. Hey, sorry, just hang on a sec, Steve. Let me, before you do, let me just uh, point something out because we were trying to corroborate this as Ezra talked about it. Okay. And and uh, all I've got is a screenshot from a statement. Uh, Jody Sinema from uh, the Edmonton Journal released this screenshot. I'll read it to you. Uh, it says, an update on the government's media policies. We have heard a lot of feedback from Albertans and media over the course of the last two days, and it's clear we made a mistake. The government has appointed former Western Canadian Bureau Chief for Canadian Press Heather Boyd to consult and give us recommendations on what the government's media policy should be. In the meantime, no one will be excluded from government media events. So, uh, you know, Ezra was giving us the straight dope there. What blows me away is this hasn't come into my inbox. I don't know. The government made this press release, but they didn't release to the press, it appears. <laughs> okay. Uh, it, my point, well, one of them, I, I have a whole bunch of them. I don't know how many you let me get in, but uh, <laughs> one, <laughs> one of them is a whole lot of difference between um, banning individual um, people. For, if you have somebody that goes in and, and acts disrespectfully, and if you want to ban that person, that, that's one thing. But my understanding is they banned anybody that was connected to the rebel media. It, it's it's like a blanket ban on. Uh, it's it's the type of thing that the CBC does so well. They they like to have uh, their panels stacked with people that all believe as they do, but they want to ban any other dissenting voices. Well, let, let me anybody give you a- that has a dissenting voice is portrayed as um, you know uh, not intelligent or or, sure, yeah. or worse. Let, let me give you a real example of this, okay? There was a time when Justin Trudeau refused to take questions from Sun reporters, right? Mm-hmm. And this was following uh, a program where uh, someone on Sun TV News, uh, the Sun News Network, referred to his parents as sluts. Yeah. Now, I, I remember speaking with, with another Sun uh, reporter at the time who said, well, I had nothing to do with that, and I've got to get 
questions and answers out of the Liberal Party leader for other publications, Sun Newspapers, for example. So yeah. why would he say anybody associated with it? Exactly. That, yeah. I mean, that, that person that used that, that language, obviously, not talking to that person, I, I, wouldn't, I don't blame them. Um, I'm not a big fan of uh, Justin Trudeau by any means, but I don't blame him. If somebody uh, insulted me that way, I wouldn't um, wouldn't talk to them either. Hey, but, give, give me one but, more point, Steve, then we're going to move on if, you, if sure, it's okay. Can I just say that yeah. we need more um, uh, news media like this. Uh, this country is dripping in left-leaning news media. I mean, the, the, the CBC giggles like a bunch of little girls every time Justin Trudeau he has these nonsensical answers like budgets balancing themselves and I, I put people in positions because it's 2015. I mean, and, and they just sit there and giggle like little girls. They, they're, they're not media at all. So to, to say that um, the CBC is media and Peter Mansbridge, who rides around comparing his ties, I don't know if you saw that footage. Yeah, with I Justin not, Trudeau yeah. during the election. Oh yeah, right, right, right. That was, that was his in-depth reporting of Justin Trudeau was comparing ties and talking about the good old days. And and then they when they go against the conservatives, they're absolutely vicious. And and they've got the whole CBC to back them up and and all the comedies, the so-called comedy shows that they have as well. Yeah, that sure. Just go after the the conservatives. Yeah, no point. Points very well made, Steve. Look, look it's it's obvious that the. Uh, the relationship between the, I'll say, established media as a way of saying media outlets that have been along, around for quite a while and uh, conservative political parties are not necessarily cordial. But then again, I don't know. I, I don't live in Saskatchewan. Maybe somebody can tell me what's going on out there. But is uh, Brad Wall constantly complaining that the Star Phoenix doesn't give him fair coverage up in Saskatoon? Or uh, I legitimately don't know. I, I wonder if that's unique to that uh uh, iteration of uh, the Conservative Party of Canada and uh, who might have been at the helm of the CBC uh, editorial department or news department. Uh, let's move on. Let's talk to Jill here. Hi, Jill. How are you? I am doing great. Um, I was going back to actually Steve and Bo, Bo said a lot of what I wanted to say, mm-hmm. but I think Bo's point is the rebel breaks stories all over Canada. And yes, we don't expect, you know, everybody to carry something in Montreal when we're in Calgary. In, in Lethbridge here, but on the other hand, they didn't break it in Calgary for Calgary. They didn't break it in Montreal for Montreal. So the rebel breaks stories across Canada that other media doesn't. The other thing is the media has never been so biased. I am just so frustrated. Well, we are screaming and yelling as bill after bill is foisted on us. It is not reflected in any of the media, whether it's print outlets or whether it's on the news. Give me an example of that. What what do you mean? Give me an example of a bill and where you didn't see it in the news. Well, it's not that it isn't in the news. It's always favorable to the NDP party. When the NDP was going to be elected, you try and get anything that was anti-NDP in, and it was almost impossible. Like, And and you hear that. I don't see that. I don't know about that. I, I, I recall um, a great many commentators, myself included, uh, saying uh, that they are concerned about the potential for an NDP government. Okay. No, but but, but let, me, let me ask you this, radio. though. Let me ask you this, though, Jill, because, yeah, you're right. I'm definitely talking about talk radio, and, and you're never going to hear me claim to be putting forth objective journalistic pieces. I'm always no, giving you opinions. But do you think you should pick up a, a, a front-page news story from a political reporter saying, the NDP are leading in the polls. Oh, my God, that's a terrible, terrible turn of events. Um, no, I, I don't. On the other hand, I would like to see, uh, number one, the other parties being given equal 
coverage. Uh, and, and here, here again, uh, just I've got to talk on that yep. very briefly. I used to hear Daniel Smith all the time. And so I've been kind of complaining to the Wild Rose, where is Brian Jean? Well, apparently Brian Jean is out there, but I don't hear him and his, what he's saying, being picked up. I rarely hear it. I have to go searching for it. So why is that? Well, I don't know. He's been on this program, and he was asked point blank why he won't go on Danielle Smith's show, and he said, Danielle who? Okay. So I, I don't know. Maybe something... maybe they're shooting themselves in the foot a little bit. But, the, I mean, let me ask uh, you. Let, I'm, I'm you talking want... about global. I'm talking about CTV. Sure. Um, those are the, the main yeah. media outlets that I'm... Keep in mind, too, Jill, that increasingly media outlets are getting away from covering politics because it's not very profitable. Look what's happening to the newspaper industry. Okay. Um, I've got to give you two uh, very brief points again. Okay. Give me two, and then, and then we're going to let you go, and we're okay. going to go to a commercial break. Um, you, you talked about the money that uh, the rebel or somebody, your first guest, yep, talked sure. about the money. Yeah, I pay my money to support the rebel because they give me a viewpoint that I don't hear anywhere else, and it supports how I feel. But it is biased, um, though, right? You were concerned about oh, bias in journalism. You know, you, you, you you know what's biased. Perfectly yeah. by saying the sheriff is armed. And, and Ezra didn't have to say the armed sheriff. Right. But that is the style of journalism. So, yeah, you, you take that with a grain of salt. Okay. On the other hand, they break stuff that you don't hear. And the other thing is CBC. Yeah, they take my tax dollars and they hammered Harper, my, my candidate. And I had to watch them um, trash him. Yeah, I think that's unfortunate that's too. Jill, I, I just me. great phone call. Thanks so much for making it. Really appreciate it. Yeah, I, I I'm the same as Jill. I get a real uh, I get something in my craw that I have to go to a craw removal specialist to uh, whenever I see the the CBC getting overly political with my tax dollars. But anyway, um, promised a commercial break. Got to take one now. It's Kincaid and Breckenridge. This is News Talk 770. Hey, welcome back nine seven four eight two five five. Let's get as many of your phone calls in as we can. I'll ask uh, Patrick if we can do one, just one commercial break before the news, but I'll need his permission. Hi, Dan. Thanks for the phone call. Hi. How's it going? Yeah, real good. Go ahead. Yeah, I just like to say I think our public servants are paid very well. Our teachers are paid very well. Our nurses, you know, our cops and that, and that's all under the conservatives. They were spending, they, we, they protested and did negotiate contracts, but they weren't as bad as the NDP made them out to be. And now the NDP has it in their mind that they were just evil. And they they never even listened to the other side of the story. And so they figure that they can go ahead and not consult anybody, try to run over the media. And it, it really hurts to be an Albertan and not listen to, I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, man, it does hurt to be an Albertan and to not be listened to. I concur with that. Uh, thanks very much for the phone call, Dan. I think that's uh, a pretty frustrated phone call. Uh, you know, Dan does point out that, you know, like we've got, uh, what, what did Jim Prentice call it during the election when he was uh, telling us to have a gander in the mirror? That we we want Cadillac service, right? We want no potholes. We want uh, the best paid uh, teachers and doctors and nurses and whatnot. Um, I don't think there's a should be any criticism of that from the left now that the right's out of power. But hey, Mel, thanks for the call. Good morning, Roger. Boy, this is an explosive thing. Sure it is. Anyway, um, I got to make a comment that there is a there. We have to think a difference between a reporter, mm-hmm. a journalist, a journalist, and a commentator. To, in my mind, is the same. They should, like a journalist, usually a, a 
a good journalist, Mm -hmm. digs a little deeper than a reporter. A reporter just reports the news. A journalist digs a little deeper, but should report the news truthfully, 100% truthfully. I was, you know, I used to get Ezra's magazine. Mm-hmm. And Ezra is, I hate to, I have no other way to say it, is a it disturber. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. And I mean, I got a text message. Let me run this by you and get your take on it, Mel, because somebody uh, texted in to say that, um, uh, look, I, I detest Ezra Levant and the rebel. The use of the term Muslim insurgents instead of Syrian refugees makes me sick. But yeah. he's bang on in this case. What do you think of that? Yeah, well, yeah. I don't agree with reporting like that or comments like that. He is a commentator. Ezra himself is a commentator. He's not a reporter or a journalist. Right. Now, now you've brought up a, a great point, and it gets us to a really fundamental question. And, and I'll take Ezra out of this because he's not on the phone anymore, but I'm also a commentator. Yeah. I sit here for three hours every morning, usually with my good buddy Rob. He's a commentator as well. We comment on stuff. Now, do you think that we should be allowed into the royalty review lockup, or should we be barred from it? No one should be uh, discluded from going into the lockup. Perfect, Mel. Thanks very much. Yeah, nobody should be excluded. People who are trying to get the story to disseminate it to Albertans, nobody should be excluded. And I think, and I'm hoping that this uh, isn't just a fantasy, but that this screenshot that Jody Sinema, the journalist from the Edmonton Journal, provincial affairs reporter, uh, tweeted out this morning is true, that the provincial government of Alberta finally sees that. Hi, Larry. How you doing? Hey Roger, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, I'm glad to get to you. What's up? Yeah, um, yeah. My my main uh, comment is the fact that, you know, in this country, our media is so concentrated. Um, the reporting is atrocious. I think they are all uh, trained at uh, at Ryerson because they regurgitate all the same crap. All right, I'll tell you something. Course, I'm going to very, very... I'm going to defend them in a sec, but please make your point. Yeah. Well, well, trust me. I I, I gave up on. Uh, on the Herald a uh, number of years ago, because it was a usual uh, Eastern uh, reporting that was uh, that was atrocious, so uh, anti-conservative. Um, when you listen or watch the the news on TV, uh, you never see an, an anything negative about Trudeau. I've seen so many interviews that was uh, that would be on Sun News that you never saw on Global or CTV or CBC because it showed. Trudeau in such a negative light of what a twit he is. Uh, so that's my comment. Okay, is, uh, yeah, fair reporting enough. It's, it's one-sided. It's, it's not it's not good yeah. reporting whatsoever. See, I don't see it that way. I, I, I know what you're saying. I, I think that there's a well, lot... You know what? You, you don't listen and watch news because you're busy working. What? I'm retired. <laughs> I, do I so. can channel surf. I can listen to radio stations. I've got lots of relatives down east, yeah. and they're all complaining about the same crap about the Canadian media. Okay, but, but Larry, we, we all run in, in the same circles, though, right? Like, I mean, how many how many uh, progressive hipster young people do you hang out with on a regular basis who tell you who would tell you the exact opposite? And I'm not trying to pick a fight with you here, Larry, but but you got you you said off the bat that reporting is is terrible right off the bat, and I'll tell you something. 
I got to go to bat for these reporters here, these journalists in this country, because it's a pretty thankless task, first of all. You go out there, you ask as many questions as you can, you try and do your best, and then if you make one little slip up here and there, all of a sudden people say, oh, that person absolutely can't be trusted. But the second thing about it is, you've seen the cuts just as I have. You've seen newspapers quitting their print editions, shutting down altogether. We saw what happened with the Herald and the Sun laying off a whole bunch of staff. It happens in TV and it happens in radio, too. That's not a very highly paid gig. So when people are coming out of J school to get their first jobs, man, it's got to be a vocation because you're certainly not going to get rich doing it. There are a handful of people in the news business who make big, 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 big dollars. In this country, their names are Lisa and Peter. We'll take a break right here. It's Kincaid and Breckenridge on News Talk 770. Hey, thanks so much for that conversation over the past half hour. It has been spirited, no doubt, and it's probably not the end of it. I mean, I look at what Ezra's doing with the rebel, and he's basically saying, I'll do this as long as you'll pay me. People are paying him. They want the product that he's offering. They find it interesting and compelling, and they cough up some coin for it. That's an issue that a lot of news outlets in this country have. You know, the bargain here is pretty simple. We're going to play commercials. That's how we make our money. We're going to give you the service for free. That's why when people complain, I offer them a full refund. But, you know, you look at the newspapers, right? They got to sell that thing. They got to sell it for 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 fifty cents or a dollar, and they got to sell the pages inside it. And the struggle for them has been to remain interesting, to keep people buying it. And that's why these newspapers are going out of business. Too big, too gangly. I got a lot of sympathy for my brothers and sisters in the in the reporting game because they're up against something that they really can't control. And maybe the future of the media is more websites like the rebel.media. The model's out there. Glenn Beck's doing it in the States. I think you get, uh, you got some left-wing versions of it out there as well. So we'll, uh, we'll have this conversation on an ongoing basis, I'm sure. We're going to switch gears, though, after the news to 11 o'clock. We're going to talk about health care in this country.